Love and Light family, you are now listening to Zulu Queen the Numayat, and welcome to the Cypher the Master Teachers, where we exercise knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, speaking life into our communities worldwide, and hip-hop culture. Before I get started, I definitely want to take a time out to give a special shout out and say thank you and much respect to my brother Jabril Israel, out of Louisville, Kentucky, founder of Ali 400, cultural development movement. Um, this brother here, I have to give him this shout out because he reached out to me not too long ago to talk about some projects that he had going on and the work that he's doing out there in Kentucky and how he would like to collaborate with me on a couple of things. And one of the things that he spoke to me about was a podcast that he's about to kick off, a podcast and a web series. So. I was like, okay, <laughs> let's see what this is. I don't, you know, I don't know what this podcast world is like and what it's about. And he explained it to me, and then I started looking into it, and it was like, definitely, I could see how it's beneficial to my own movement and the work that I'm doing in the community. So it was just, like I said, another avenue, another window that was open, and here I am sitting here at home. Nervous, you know. <laughs> I don't know why I'm nervous, but yeah, I am. I guess it's the thought of your ideas and your voice actually getting out there and reaching people and reaching folks. So yes, I have to thank the brother and just wanna let everybody know to be on the lookout for the information that's about the drop storm. Where as far as his podcast and web series that's about the kickoff, Fear of the Black Messiah, very relevant, definitely needed today, thinking about everything that's going on in our communities, not just here in the U.S., but in all communities worldwide, and, you know, it is what it is. People of African descent, people of color are experiencing experiencing some things in this world and there is a darkness but there's also light and you have people who are holding their torches so on the surface we see a lot of crazy stuff but then just please know that there's so many people doing amazing work and amazing things in our community that are just this time will pass and it's going to be, I'm excited. So that's all I got to say on that. I'm excited. And so definitely looking forward to collaborating with his brother. And that's what it's about. He has a movement. I have my own movement. Movements coming together to strengthen each other, to collaborate, working together, sharing knowledge, sharing information, sharing space, and just really pushing each other's work forward so that we can really make an impact out here in our communities all over the place. So 
Like I said, peace, love, light, and continued blessings to you, Jabril Israel, and thank you again. And now, about to get started with this Life of the Master Teachers, my first episode. Wow. Okay. And real quick, I want to say, well, not really want to say, but, you know, definitely wanted to be known the music that you will be hearing on episode one of the site for the master teachers this is flying lotus super dope producer love his work love it love it love it love it love it and so for this first episode you know kind of introducing myself and kind of so everybody can kind of get a feel of where i'm coming from and where i'm at and what i'm about but even down to the music that inspires me today so You'll be hearing that each episode will feature music that you're not going to hear on the radio. <laughs> and I kind of like that. And I think it's cool. There's things that I like, right? And hopefully other people out there, you all will like this also. So Flying Lotus, thank you very much for the inspiration. And let's get started. So I guess, you know, the first thing is, who is the Queen Vanu? Who is this woman that you're speaking to and who is speaking with or who is speaking to you and who is this woman that you're taking this journey on with, right? Because you're taking time out of your day to listen to this and engage and hopefully, you know, contribute as well. So first and foremost, I am a mother. I have an amazing, beautiful, funny, smart, intelligent nine-year-old son that drives me crazy <laughs> drives me crazy in a good way um yes just an all-around amazing spirit an amazing child and just so blessed to be as mom and probably the best decision i have ever made in my life was to become a mother just watching him just grow up and how he's developing and he's been right by my side since day one of me doing this work and so seeing how he's empowered by the work and what it's doing to him and how he's taking everything in and it's just amazing i don't know what else to say so i have to give my dj that's my son his name is dj i have to give him a shout out right now i love you dj and yeah mommy working hard mommy grinding let's get this work done love you papa smurf <laughs> Yeah, he's away for a summer vacation right now, so you know, it's quiet at home, but he needed this time away, you know, to be with the family, grandma and grandpa, his aunts, his uncles, his cousins and everybody back home in New York, so he's having fun. Sometimes forget about me, don't call, but we'll work on that. I always gotta call him and call me if you need something like that. <laughs> yeah, but that's my little man. That's the little king, DJ. Love him to death, love him to pieces, my heart and my soul right there. And the reason why I do this work that I do. So, motherhood is the bomb. Okay. <laughs> so now, who am I? Outside of being a mom, I am a graduate of CUNY Selima College out in the Bronx, New York, where I was raised, born in Harlem in New York. I'm from New York originally. Um, 
Yeah, I graduated in 2015 with my BA in sociology. Uh, my concentrations were in social inequality as far as sociology goes. And then my other concentrations, other areas that I did dab in that kind of built up the foundation for my work knowledge-wise, educationally-wise, right? So political science, African and African-American studies, and early childhood and childhood education. So those three mixed with the sociology and the social inequality, you know, lens kind of shapes the work that I do. That's the lens that everything is coming through. So um, I also attended the CUNY Grad Center for two semesters right after I graduated from Lehman. Um, two semesters and then I decided to go on sabbatical. I love being in the classroom, love being a student, but I just felt I needed a change. Like something was just, I needed a little bit more and I really wanted to go out in the field and really get roll up, roll up my sleeves and put some work in. So I went on sabbatical and then I ended up becoming an AmeriCorps Vista during that program, which is a federal volunteer program. So I did that for a year, my service year. And that's how I ended up where I'm at now in Newport News, Virginia working with the youth development organization out here. Now I'm a program director for the Boys and Girls Club for the Virginia Peninsula. Um, an amazing journey, me getting out here and doing this work and then working with this organization. And one thing that I will say about them, that God or respect about what I'm seeing what they're doing as far as their movement and development is concerned. Back home in New York, I didn't think that the boys around, I didn't know that the Boys and Girls Clubs was like this big, huge movement that I had seen it to be now. You know, so it's just like, wow. So out here, you know, here in Newport News, you see that there are so many clubs that work together that whole, you know what I'm saying? Like I was speaking on earlier, coming together, working together, like this one under this one umbrella. And it is just so cool. It's just so amazing that the work that they're doing and just being able to be a part of it now. So and them understanding my background, my educational background, my work as a community organizer back home in New York, understanding, you know, Zulu Queen, right? So understanding and being open to that and and not shying away from that, that yes, I am also a member of this organization, the Universal Zulu Nation. I am a member of that and this is the work that I was doing there. How can I sit up there and kind of bring some of that here to the table here? And they opened this door and they opened the space for me. So after I finished my service year as a volunteer, they asked me to stay on. And now I'm the program director for them. And it's just an amazing experience. And I love it. I love this work that I'm doing, working with children and working with youth. And that's a whole other episode, <laughs> maybe episode two, right? So, but to continue on, like kind of introducing everybody to who I am. Um, 
to become a Zulu queen, you have to join the Universal Zulu Nation, and then how did that happen? So it actually started with an idea that I had during undergrad. Um, I was a co-founder of a student organization at Layman called Class Action Student Group, which I founded with a group of friends of mine who were also students at Layman at the time. And we, you know, I had an idea for this. Always starts with an idea with me, right? So I had this idea for what a student organization could be on campus. And I found an amazing group with all these amazing people, right, that I, I come in contact with and kind of like, uh, yeah, pay attention to the people that you're coming in contact with and uh, so many other lessons and things and stuff that out of my journey during, as you're taking this journey with me, you'll really understand some things and like why right now it's just not that I'm, I don't even think it's nervous, just excited and humbled and overwhelmed and amazed by everything that even be sitting here doing this and talking about this stuff because never could have told me that I would be doing this like some few years back before I became a mother like I would have never imagined I'm here talking about this is who I am and what I'm doing you know so you have to forgive me sometimes if it's just like like I'm stuck and it's not like I'm stuck and I'm just sitting here and it's just like wow like really like wow moments you know if you talk about it so yeah the idea that I had an undergrad for my student organization about an event that I wanted to host and organize on campus a hip hop education summit and by chance I was blessed enough to come in contact with somebody that turned around and introduced me to the University of the Nation back home in New York. And me speaking with, I got to meet some of the kings in the nation and in New York at the time. And yeah, I spoke with them. I said, this is my idea that I have. And this is what I want to do at school and explain to them some of the work that I was doing with my class action members and it was just like they came on board and they supported the event and it was an amazing experience like oh my gosh I can't wait till I'm really able to go in and talk about that even more as far as my work in hip-hop pedagogy is concerned and hip-hop education so it was just like Oh man, like here I am, a student, and you're looking around and you know your history. And I love the pop culture, it saved my life. So to be able to, like, members from the first family of hip hop culture, you know, that first international grassroots organization, they're supporting something that. I wanted to do at the time as a student and just to have them and be able to show that respect as a way to say thank you to the organization as a whole for what they've done for hip hop culture. It's just 
like I said, overwhelming when you're looking back and thinking about it. It's like, wow, I can't believe that actually happened, but it did. <laughs> you know, I was there, you know, so it's like, oh, snap. Wow, that happened. Talking about it now, it's like, yes, it did. And then it was an amazing event. It was a wonderful day, and that opened the door to me joining the Universal Zulu Nation as an official member. And I was still an undergrad, you know, still in school. And so as a member, you know, being in school, being a mom, working, and then at the same time, you know, being a member, and as one of the elders in the nation, you know, always says the best position in the nation is that of a member, to be a member. So it was just like, you have that energy. It's like everything is fresh and everything is new. And you're like, okay, I'm here, really? Okay, well, I got idea of this and this idea and that idea. And actually having that room to try everything and bring everything that it is that you have to the table. And it was just amazing. And when working on events and organizing and then... Oh my gosh, it was just an amazing time. And then to turn around and, you know, my mentor in the, uh, my mentor in the nation, you know, powerful queen, powerful woman. I call her Empress, you know, because that's how I feel about her. That's how much, you know, respect that I have for this woman. And come on now. To have the Empress Zulu Queen Kenya, and I'll explain that connection there. Like uh, to be able to be able to share this, to actually get this out when people actually hear it, you know. And it's just like, oh, oh my gosh. Okay, but anyway, yeah. So to Empress Zulu Queen Kenya, you know. It's, let me know one day at a universal meeting at the, the, the National Black Theater in Harlem. And one day, where, you know, walked in, went to just listen to the you know, the meeting and the presentations and stuff, and had no clue that she was going to, you know, walk me to the side and, hey, you're getting your, you've earned your Zulu queenship. And it was like, Wait, what? And she was just like, that's too soon. <laughs> I just got here, you know? And she was like, uh-uh, don't you tell me that. You earned it. And I was like, okay. Okay. And then to turn around and right after that, it's like, okay. So what about your own chapter? And now it's like, okay, now look, wait. <laughs> wait a minute are you serious and like mind you this is like i'm only a member for like a little under a year and it's like hold up like oh wait a minute are me you know and that was just how it was you know because i understood what that meant i understood the responsibility that comes with that i understood the importance of that and I knew it wasn't something to be taken lightly. And you want to take your time with that. And you really want to, okay, look, I got to make sure that I'm ready to do this because 
how I am. Once I'm committed to something, that's it. I'm not letting go. I'm going to keep going and keep going and keep pushing and keep going and keep going. And like I told her, I'm going to do what I got to do as long as I know I got the support. As long as I know people support me, there's some support. Hey, I got it. I'll do what needs to be done. And it was just... So in November of 2014, that's when the chapter was founded. And then February 2015, we became an official charter chapter within the nation. And that, you know, kind of, that's my little brief description or background story of who I am and who you're speaking with now and you want to take this journey with. And so now I get to talk about... Uh, which becomes a little easier once the focus is off of me and I can talk about the work. So, and that's way much more easier for me to do. So, Phoenix Queens. Who are the Phoenix Queens? Well, the Phoenix Queens, which is actually the Phoenix Queens of the nation, Wisdom Born Zulu Chapter 29, that's how this started out. It came out of, was an all-women's chapter within the Universal Zulu Nation in New York, founded in the Bronx. And it was a space for women to come into the nation, to come in and contribute and work and, and organize and sisterhood and women empowerment. And that's what we were about. And so that first meeting that we had, November 15, 2014, you know, to see once that call went out and to see the women that came out, you know, so and supported. So when, you know, I think back on it and something that we, you know, we talk about a shared vision. This was truly a shared vision for women empowerment and child and youth development, so community rebuilding, and of course the preservation of hip hop culture. You know, as Zulus and continuing on that legacy and contributing to the work that so many amazing, you know, Zulu Nation members, the Malikas and Akis and the Kings and Queens of the Universal Zulu Nation being able to be a part of that and contribute to that legacy and build on, you know, in our way that was unique to us. You know, it was in a beautifully amazing time. And, you know, having left New York and now being out here in Virginia, you know, I miss my sisters back home. I miss working with them, miss organizing with them because it was just an amazing experience. Like I said, some of the most powerful women I have ever come across in my life. Yeah. My Phoenix Queen sisters. You know, so that's how we started as a chapter within the nation. And then now being able to start working and building Phoenix Queens of the Nation Incorporated, which would be a nonprofit organization. And then me continuing on, even though I'm not in New York anymore, but being in here, being out here in Virginia and continuing on and building on that and adding, being able to now add another component, another branch, you know, to this space, you know, wisdom born Amazulus out here in Virginia. So super, super, super excited. 
and now I get to kind of introduce, you know, what our vision and what our mission is. And the vision, you know, is definitely, you know, envisioning a world in which women, children, youth, the young adults, and yes, even our brothers too. We never forget about the brothers now. You understand? You know, making sure, but especially in terms of our children and youth, especially, you know, having access to culturally relevant and empowering and holistic education and educational experience, you know, so that they go through the process of not just learning, you know, what they need to know as far as, you know, the seven liberal arts of her serve, but also knowledge itself, community, and yet in history, knowing who you are and being empowered by that and making better choices for yourself themselves if they're growing up, you know, and navigating, you know, this world, navigating these streets that they're moving about and, and just being able to stay focused and grounded as children, as youth, so that they can just grow up the right way and as much as possible avoid a lot of the traps that are set out for our kids, you know? And then, of course, for women and young adults, and then even, yes, children and the youth again, but also social support services and programs that leads people on the path to becoming self-sufficient and becoming self-sufficient, realizing that. And the mission to rebuild and restore balance to low-income, marginalized, and disadvantaged communities, not just here in the U.S., but around the world. Around the world. So having that global vision for what our impact of our work and what it will look like in different regions and things and stuff. There was things that I was doing in New York that are way different than what it is that I'm doing out here in Virginia now. So very exciting time right now and if you want more information on the phoenix queens of the nation you can always check out our website at phoenixqueensofthenation.com and you get the whole history you get the whole story you get to see who past members were who everyone is and just kind of see where we are and where we're going and what we're doing and so, like I said, this is a very, very exciting time. So to kind of start talking about some of the work that we did back in New York, when I was there in New York, was pretty much, you know, hey, education, you know, education and community organizing and, you know, just coming up with creative ways to address issues within our communities, you know, and some of the things that were passionate to each individual member, you know, building that platform so people can sit up there and have that space specifically for the work that they wanted to do and how they wanted to contribute to the overall you know, array of what the Phoenix Queens was about, stands for it means. So, like I said, an amazing, powerful group of women that I had the opportunity to work with back home, who are my sisters and will always be my sisters, you know? So, like, yeah, like now to go on from starting out as a chapter and then watching sisters go on and now they're you know, have careers, you know, 
politics. I had one of my sisters ran for political office in Brooklyn, you know. Um, many of us are working in within education in some capacity, security services, environmental and social justice advocacy, which is kind of what we all do, you know. <laughs> you know, just kind of recognizing the shoulders that we stand on and those warrior queens throughout history that kind of set the stage for us to be able to create and do the work that we was doing. So, like I said, it's an honor. That's all you're here for me. It was just an honor to be a part of it. It was just amazing. Truly, truly, truly amazing. And I will be forever thankful for that time, you know? And the people that, you know, heard me speak and heard my vision and supported it. So thank y'all very much. Um, yeah, so what we will do, what does the future look like for the Phoenix Queens? The future looks very bright. And not for us as individuals, but or even an organization, but just for our communities and the work that's Right now, getting ready to get kicked off with a lot of different projects and stuff. So this podcast being an avenue, another way to express that and bring about awareness to what we are doing as members of the Universal Zulu Nation, first and foremost, but then also as within this own space, our own lane here that we have to create and move and build with the Phoenix Place chapter and building on that into now being able to get from just that chapter level to now as an organization also working in solidarity with the universal Nation and members and so even on this space during this podcast this podcast series you know you'll be able to cipher the master teachers you have to have more than one person to have a cipher so of course bringing people into this space and having them come in and communicate what they are doing so that people can see what it is that the Universal Zulu Nation is doing in terms of community education, community organizing, community building, you know, as a grassroots movement within hip hop culture, the first family of hip hop culture, what does that mean and what does that look like? And what that work is and that people are doing so that it's understood why the Universal Zulu Nation has chapters throughout the world and not just here in the U.S. and the States. So I'm very excited and I'm just kind of, I'm just happy right now. Just happy to see everything coming together and like all these pieces of the puzzle were just clicking. Everything is starting to click and align with one another. It is a very, very exciting time right now. And I don't want to stay too long on here and then end up getting long, long-winded and talking about other things. But for this first episode of the Cypher, the Master Teachers, I just wanted to take the time to just kind of introduce myself and who I am. Like I said, who is this woman that is speaking to you? Who is this woman that you are taking this journey with? Who are the Phoenix Queens? What is it all about? So, just want to say peace, love, light, continue blessings to everybody out there. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. And like, know that you will 
continue to tune in because you want to see what is this positivity? What is this about? Because this is definitely something different. So once again, thank you all. Peace, love, and light. Continue blessings one again. And speaking with you soon. Peace. about the Phoenix Queens of the Nation Incorporated, please check out our website at phoenixqueensofthenation.com. And to contact us, please reach us out, reach out to us at phoenixqueensofthenation at gmail.com. Peace.